0: Karen's back in the house, everybody. I'm so excited. Karen is back. And we're talking all things faith. Welcome to my podcast, Autism Connections. My name is Mary, and I have an 18 year old son with autism. Sixteen years ago, I received a devastating diagnosis. It's through my connections I have made along the way that I have received so much love, support, and guidance. It's my hope that by sharing these amazing connections with you and their experiences, that you also may be helped and learn much. Today, everybody, we are talking about faith, specifically in our lives as it relates to raising our, raising our kids. Kieran, what are your thoughts so far? <laughs> <laughs> it's Turn such it a over big topic. To... Yeah.
1: It's such a big topic, Mary. Um so my thoughts gosh I'm 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 stuttering a little bit. I'm not sure exactly where to start except to say um something occurred to me after we last spoke and I said so clearly and adamantly how I hate the word journey and I realized I hate that word as it pertains to being an autism parent but I describe my faith life as a journey um, because it's changed and it's grown and there's curves and ups and downs over time. So I, I think that's the, my main thought about my faith is how it's changed.
0: For sure, I can totally relate to it evolving. I mean, my faith, quite frankly, changes moment by moment. Um, I grew up with a very faithful mom, my mom and my dad, but my mom in particular, she was always so steadfast in her faith. And for me, it's like I have to turn it over continuously, you know, when I've got stress going on in my life.
1: Um, I wouldn't, say, you know, it, it's funny, I can't say that my faith has ever wavered, um, but I, I forget about it. You know, I, I start every day, Mary, with my, my book, my Jesus calling, that's how I start every day, seven days a week. And, um, so it, it centers me, it gives me something to, you know, just a short little verse It I, I lo- it was, the book was a gift to me and, and it's my favorite time of my day. But then as my day gets going and the chaos begins, it's hard to think back, um, and pay attention. Like, that's my struggle. But I can't say that my actual faith in God or Jesus has wavered.
0: What I think is beautiful is that you share that every single day consistently When on Facebook. When did you start sharing that? How long ago?
1: Um, two years ago. It's been two full years. and And what I appreciate is that there's always a small number of people who like my post, but then I get many, many more private messages just saying thank you so much for keeping this up. So I know it's important to a lot of people just to start just to start their day that way.
0: I absolutely love that. So thank you for doing that. Keep doing it. I'm one of the mile a minute people that doesn't read it every single day, but I can totally relate to how starting your day by yeah. reading it can really yeah, for you sure. all day, right? <laughs> you brought up a really good point. About faith and being, you know, not being unwavering or, you know, what have you, which is obviously what I aspire to be. But what I find is my faith is definitely a direct relation to what I'm going through with tea in my life. Should it be that way? Probably not. I mean, I should probably. Be faithful all the time and have an unwavering faith like my mom had. My mom was, like I said, unwavering. Always, Jesus has got this. I mean, she was amazing. But I'm so reactionary. And I tend to, when something big's going on in what I call the season of tea, and right now we're going through a little bump right now it brings me, these moments definitely bring me so much closer to God. And it might say faith gets stronger because of these moments that I have to cling to him really tightly and trust and believe. Mm
1: -hmm. You know what? It's interesting. Um, for me, uh, my, my parents very, 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 um, strong in their faith. I was raised Catholic and my dad is, perhaps my favorite person that I know. And therefore the whole God is our father image of father. I'm so comfortable with that because I just think of my own, my earthly father, but bigger and better. And so I could be going my entire life. I could be going through anything. And I know my dad, he's just right there. He's just right there. Anytime I need him, he's right there. Um, But one of the things, my dad's a gentleman. And I, I have this image of God being even more so of a gentleman. He's not going to butt in. He's not going to overstep a boundary. You know, he's not going to be, um, he's not going to come and show up when I don't ask him to. Um, But when I ask him to, he always does. And that's been on a very primal, immature little girl level. That's it for me, you know, and that's what it's always been.
0: That's really amazing you know, one of the things you talked about yesterday was, you know, where you get close to God and you mentioned your garden. So is that something that you do every day? Like what is your, at least in the summer months, right? What is, what does that look like? What does that connection look like for you?
1: Uh, well, first and foremost, yes, I'm, I'm in, in my garden every day. You know, I live in Chicago land, so it's not obviously not year round. Um, But even in the rain, I go out and there's, I just always, I always find some connection in the earth, in my plants to what's happening in my life. And it could be like, here's a very concrete example, weeding. There's weeds everywhere, you know, and just like we have weeds in our life, there's stuff cropping up everywhere. You know, there's just crap, crap cropping up everywhere. And so you make the decision. Are you going to just deal with little bits at a time today? or Are you going to you know, get down on your knees and, you know, have a come to Jesus and clear it all out. So I I see these analogies um, for my life. And when ideas like that come to me, I just start to pray. And for me, praying is sometimes just thinking about something. Sometimes it's having a conversation. Sometimes it's just saying, okay, this is what's on my mind. I'll wait to hear from you. And I, you know, the way that I hear from God is, um, oftentimes an idea or something will present itself to me that wasn't there previously. So definitely my garden is my most consistent place during the season.
0: Yeah. I love the garden. I was actually weeding today feverishly. I love weeding. <laughs> I don't know. There's something just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's also a stress release for me too, for sure. So, you know, you brought up a really good point it's the point of when I, you know, can turn things over. Like, as I mentioned right now, I'm going through, I love, I love the word season. I'm going through a season with T right now where I've really had to trust, believe and move forward, even though I don't know how things are going to play out. Right. Cause that's what faith is believing and trusting, even when you don't know how, what's going to happen in the end. And I'm walking through this and I have to remind myself, okay, once I'm turning something over to him, I need to release it and wait and listen. And I actually got to the point with one particular thing that's going on with Tommy right now, where in my notes on my phone, I wrote a note saying, dear God, however, this is supposed to play out. I know you've got this. I know whatever will be, will be, you know, et cetera. Because if I don't do that, I have a harder time, not believing and having faith, but I'm such a control freak. And I want to, I want to fix, manage and control every aspect of my life.
1: Okay. So a couple of things I have to comment on Mayor. like, and I'll just go, I'm just going to work backwards. That whole idea of controlling that was the Jesus calling message today or maybe yesterday recently (laughs) of like, no, not needing to control things and letting it go, you know, just Not needing to, but I think that's the challenge, isn't it? It's like, it's so easy to say the words, oh, let go and let God, but to actually do it, that's the work, you know, and and that's what I'm learning as an adult. It's one thing to know these phrases that, you know, maybe somebody made a needle point of, you know, let go, let God, I'll just use that as the example. It's one thing to, you know, memorize it, but it's another thing to actually do it. And I I feel like that. So right now, my faith life and my relationship with God is changing because I'm I'm doing the work with a lot of these things. Um, And that's what's hard. Doing the work is hard.
0: Yeah, doing the work is hard. And I find the time that I have to really dig my heels in and do it is when I'm going through something pretty big, right? I mean, that's when things are rocky, we have, I think, experience and opportunity to get closer to God during those times, right? Because we can rely on, right. you know, I can't rely on my dad anymore. He's not here, you know, and, and my mom's not here. Mm-hmm. And so losing them was huge because yeah. they were such <clears throat> a part of my support system. And, you know, when you lose your parents, it's like you got God, you know, you always have God. I always had God and I always could rely on God. But, like, I find myself more than ever really having the trust and
1: belief that he's got me. Right. Okay, so here's my story, Mayor, when you said we have to keep moving forward. Um, So last time we spoke, I shared that... um, My son was regressing. I knew he was. I knew there was something wrong. Everybody around me discounted that. But I knew I was right. Even before, you know, a pediatrician and later another doctor said, oh, yes, autism spectrum. I knew I was right. And there was a day I was alone on a beach, Lake Michigan. Um, I had gone away with a girlfriend for the weekend and I got up before her and I was walking just as the sun was barely, barely coming up. And I was in the zone of praying, screaming, begging, you know, just walking along. And I I just was so distraught because I knew something was wrong with my child and I didn't know what to do. And that's what I kept like. I was screaming. Just tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. And Mary, I'm gonna hold this up. You can see it, but you'll just have to. So this rock. Wow, so I'm walking on a beach and it it's it's a rock that is shaped like a fing a hand with a finger pointing forward, and you could, there's even knuckles on it. Like it's it's a rock. And it was literally on the ground in front of me. And I felt a voice telling me to keep moving forward. And I just, I, I mean, I know who was talking to me. You know what I mean? And it, it was just in that moment, an overwhelming peace came back to me. And anything else in the world can go wrong. And, you know, I could, and there have been so many times where I have felt alone and my world has turned upside down and I made it through a really yucky divorce, but I will tell you. I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, oh you know, God. it's just that simple. I
1: love that. Yeah. So you asked
0: you, you know, you asked and got you know, you got the answer, right? So sometimes it's just a matter of like
1: really listening. Yes. And asking the right question. You know, um, I talked to my oldest son about this a lot. Um, You know, I think it's very easy for people to get caught up in why, 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 And I mean, there's no good reason, you know, why does my child have autism? Why is my child sick? The why doesn't necessarily matter as much as the now what, you know?
0: Yep. For me. Yep. And I am, you know, that's, that's sort of always been on this journey of autism. The big question, right? It's like, now, what do I do now? What do I do? go to another mm-hmm. autism one. Now, mm-hmm. what do I do now? What it? What, yeah. we, well, right. what supplement do I take? You know, or what have you, <laughs> you know, it's now. now. what? Yeah. I always ask that question. And then what my big thing I always say is the, and then what, and then what, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm always, you know, yeah, there's, there's that follow-up question. I think that is, that is so important, but you know, I can't imagine what my life would be without faith, without God. I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like not to have the connection that I feel that I have and how I infiltrate in that into my lives, you know, with my kids. And I know that you do that a lot too. So do you want to talk a little bit if, do you think you'd be comfortable talking a little bit about like, uh, you know, your journey with like maybe your kids in church and how it's impacted Ben and
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, as I said, I, I was raised, you know, in a, my, my family is a very faith, my family of origin, very faith practicing, church-going crew. And I, I grew up with a lot of peace that came from church attendance. Um, when Ben regressed, Um, church was no longer easy. We then started going to church in shifts because we couldn't bring him. Um, and it was so ironic because to this day, the one person that makes me feel closest to heaven is Ben. And so church, you know, organized religion was no longer a fit for a period of time for a long period of time. Um, and that was very difficult for me. Very, very, very hard for me. Um, as his parent but we you know we persisted and we found a special needs ministry um, religious education program for him um what was yucky was that it was separate from my other kids religious ed you know um but that's what was available um, on the home front we've always we always always talk about god and heaven and earth and I, I feel heaven is just right here. You know, it's just a, you know, on a different plane, but it, it's right there. It's here with us. Um, and that's just how, that's just how I operate or that's how I speak. We, we pray, um, when my kids are going through difficult times, I tell them I, I don't have anything to give you, you know, anything, uh, physical to give them in some circumstances, but I'll pray for you you know, and when my older kids are away from home, I'll pray for you, you know, and, and so prayer is just a very active part of our life. Um, and with Ben so much so that he recently has started talking a lot about heaven and how he really, you know, Mary, he really looks forward to going to heaven because there's no autism in heaven Hmm. and there's no diabetes in heaven. And you're exactly, you're exactly right. You know, um, so it, it's interesting how in the same way that the big ideas were embedded into my head and heart growing up, that's the same with him, but just in a different and like a bigger way, I think.
0: Yeah, I miss going to church really bad. I and mean, we haven't for quite a while. We did the whole special needs thing when we were in Illinois to the church that we were at and Tommy did okay in there. And then, you know, COVID hit and then we started doing remote and then we stopped going. And then when I moved here, I went to one service and Tommy sat through the whole thing. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And it was in a separate room, you know, whether they video piped it, you know, Okay. And, and that was the first and only time that that happened. The next time he was All done, all done. Yeah. So, so I haven't gone in person, but I love listening to podcasts. That's one of the reasons why I love doing podcasts because I started by listening and I love listening to Joel Osteen. I love listening to different Christian, you know, messages and everything. That's sort of how I, and I do look forward to going back into the community of the church. And it's something obviously I strive to do. I think that's so awesome that you found a community. Uh, with the new service that you've been attending for special needs. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: I would love to. Yeah. So when, um, yeah, during our time away from church attendance, um, actually I have to backtrack and say one more thing. We, so we stopped going to church regularly for a pretty long period of time. Um, so we started going to a Christian church close to our house. Um, about a year, a little over a year ago, and they've started, um, it's called an all abilities micro church. And like one of their phrases is, there's no distractions, it's all interaction. And so there's random noises coming from attendees. People get up and move around. My son does not sit still and it's a worship service. You know, there's music and the message is very short um, and it's geared toward people of all abilities and, um, we, we are 100% at home there. Um, so I'm, I'm great. I'm grateful for the leadership team who got it going. How like not taking credit, but another way that my, that faith has been instilled in my children. Um, my oldest daughter is also very, very close to Ben and she's a writer And I recently, like it it was a Facebook memory because she wrote something, I stumbled upon it, and then I shared it on social media unbeknownst to her about um, how being an autism sibling has changed her relationship with God. And she wrote about how she used to pray, you know, why us, why him, why, 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 you know, and just worried about him and sad about him. And then she um, went away for a retreat and one of, a church retreat and one of the adults said to her, God did not make your brother have autism. He allowed him to so that he could, you could be part of his journey and part of, you know, walk this path and God is giving you everything you need on this path as his sister. And I just thought how much stinking wisdom, you know, and at the time she was like 14 years old, but it's like right there, you know, and, and again, asking the same questions and getting peace from a solid answer. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you've got me
1: thinking (laughs) about like
0: doing a sibling podcast. You know what else
1: I'd (laughs) want to talk about, Mayor? I think... Yeah. Another significant thing for me when I think back to my faith journey and faith development is how, as a parent, when your kids are little, you're busy, you're busy, 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 you know, running all around. And then along comes a diagnosis and you're running even faster and harder and in more directions. And for me personally, that I feel like that was a point in time where development of my relationship with God was a little bit, I want to say stifled. I don't know if that's the right word, but I stopped developing. Okay. So I was kind of stuck in, I memorized a lot of things, a little, you know, nugget from scripture would stick with me and carry me or a really good worship song would go around in my head. And now that Ben's a little bit older, and I have a little bit more time, I've been able to actually join different things within my church to become more scripturally literate. That's a big word. Um, But just to develop that relationship in a different way. Um, So again, looking back, absolutely no regrets, none, you know, whatsoever, but it's just... Preparing for today and thinking about my faith journey and what faith has been all along. It has always been a source of peace. It's always been a source of strength, always been a source of comfort, but in the same way that like, you know, your parents, you know, I I know my dad as a man, but getting to know him in a different way is where I'm finally at with Jesus.
0: And I think that's a wonderful place for us to end today. Karen, thank you so much for being my guest today. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for another episode next week where I bring another one of my phenomenal connections to share. Have a blessed day.